The Cost Camps Coaches Show, Episode 17. Coaches, welcome to the Cost Camps Coaches Show. Today I have head football coach at Boiling Springs High School, Bradley Zell, is on. He's on the show. Coach Zell, he spent the last four seasons as the head coach at Boiling Springs. Prior to that, he spent 17 seasons at Cumberland Valley High School as an assistant. Boiling Springs is coming off a heck of a season this year. They made it all the way to the district championship. Uh, they had one regular season loss. I'm sure that hasn't been done in Boiling Springs in, in a long time. Uh, Coach Zell, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Coach Zell is uh, when I asked him what he wanted to talk about, he he talked about he he mentioned the wing tee, and I it's it's something that that me personally I kind of have an affinity for. I've never been involved in a wing tee offense, but I know a lot of the things that I've I've been taught they came from the wing tee. And a lot mm-hmm. of people when they when they hear wing tee, coach, I'm sure you get this, and I'm sure you've heard. People in the stands yelling at you about how the wing tee is kind of antiquated or whatever. Oh yeah, outdated. It doesn't <laughs> yep. work. Yep. Um, yep. I've heard it all. But uh, so I'd like for coaches that think it's antiquated. This, this would be a good episode for you guys to hear. And uh, coach, if you want to, I don't know where you want to start here. Um, if you want to kind of talk about, I don't know, basics or or whatever, basic play, wherever you mm-hmm. wherever you feel like is a good starting point, just go ahead and get at it, coach. Okay. Well, I, I think we'd start with uh, just the overall philosophy and why, uh, you know, I, I feel like as a coach, I, I spend a lot of time defending the wing tee. And uh, so I've talked about it often with people. And uh, I think a lot of it starts with philosophy and why I believe in it so strongly. And uh, I think a lot of that started with my mentor, uh, Tim Rimfel, uh, who we lost this season. Um, but, uh, you know, when I started, so I, I played at Carlisle and uh, played against, you know, Coach Rimfel's coached teams. And then uh, when I started teaching at Cumberland Valley, he gave me a phone call and, and just asked if I was interested in coaching. And, uh, you know, when I got there, I, I played a little wing tee in high school uh, for Ray Ernie at Carlisle. So I, I, I knew the wing tee um, somewhat, as much as a lineman can know the, the wing tee. And, uh, you know, when I, when I got to learn under Tim, uh, it started to make a lot more sense. And, uh, you know, Cumberland Valley, you know, for a long time was really, really good um, and ran the wing tee. And, and we won a lot of games that people didn't give us a chance to win. And, you know, when, when you think of the wing tee, like you said, most coaches think it's antiquated. It, it doesn't work anymore. And, you know, I, I read all this stuff online, like stop running the wing tee if you want your kids to go to college and uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, all right. that kind of stuff. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I really think the basis of it is um, – we don't have to have gigantic linemen. Uh, we don't have to have a, a, a killer quarterback. We don't have to have the best running backs in the, in the country. You know, uh, we can compete by controlling the ball and, uh, and up front we can compete by angles and, you know, very rarely do we ask a lineman to just line up and drive someone off the ball. Um, so I really think it, it gives our, our kids, uh, an opportunity to compete against anybody. Um, you know, and at the same time, if you take a look at some of the state playoffs, there's a lot of wing T teams out there that are pretty successful. Uh, Southern Columbia, why missing who's become our nemesis. Um, you know, uh, 
wing T teams that win consistently um, at a high level. So, you know, uh, it is what it is. You know, everybody's got their, their, uh, their favorite, what they think is the best attack. Um, I think in our situation uh, at Boiling Springs, and I tell our players this all the time, very rarely will we line up and out athlete another team. Um, It's just not, just not who we are. Um, And they're not offended by that. They get it. Um, We have what we have. Our kids work their tails off. Uh, You know, we've done a pretty good job in the last four years of building some strength and we've got some pretty good numbers in the weight room and that helps the wing T. But, you know, I, I would say the first year, you know, I don't know if you know much of the story there, but when I took over, they had lost 24 straight games. Uh, my first year, we won I did three not games. Know that coach, I didn't. Oh didn't yeah, that. yeah, okay. yeah. So when I took the job, they hadn't won a game in in over two years. Um, and then uh, we won three games my first year there. Uh, you know, we beat our rival, Big Spring. Uh, we beat Trinity, and and we beat Steel High in an overtime game, um, which is probably one of the craziest games I've ever been a part of. Um, and then year two, we went 0 and 10, you know, and then you hear, Hey, it's, you know, why would you run the wing T it's, we told you so. And, um, but then COVID hit and we had a lot of time where we couldn't, you know, be in the gym, couldn't be in the weight room. Everybody's at home. Uh, so we, we made a decision to go online and, and we had zoom meetings four nights a week and we really got to, teach the wing T. Okay. So you, um, you were doing the meetings with the players. We were doing the meetings yep. with the players okay. and uh, man, I'll tell you what, we came out that next year. So year three for us. And we, it, it was like a whole new world because kids were now understanding, um, you know, the, the angles and we watched a lot of game film and, and uh, you know, it, it's not something you pick up overnight. Coach, when you um, had the zoom meetings, what mm-hmm. did, what did they look like? Was that like was the entire team involved in one giant Zoom meeting? And yes, you, and you would show yep. you would show like past game film. Yes, okay. we would um, we would we would show past game film. We would show we would put plays up on the screen. Um, we would have all the coaches there, so you know position coaches, and then we we would break out into some breakout rooms, and um, you know by position and let them ask questions, and, and we really started from from you know the beginning mm-hmm. you know why the wing tee and uh the buy-in was just unbelievable i mean we had 35 45 kids on a zoom meeting every night um just asking questions like you know and you know high school kids i, I don't know that most of them uh really care what offense you're running right so to speak they just want to compete yeah and they want to have a chance and um yeah, you know, I, I think they started to believe in it, and uh, I, I, you know, I, listen, the wing T is not—it's uh, not a magical offense. Um, it's like any other offense. If your kids believe in it and your coaches believe in it, you're going to have success um, at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I think that was really the turning point for us. How long were the meetings? How long did you keep them? Uh, thirty to forty-five minutes. We I'm... never went over forty-five minutes. I'm sure they appreciated that you guys did it. I bet that was a big thing too, because you know, not having school must have been a yeah. big time downer for them, not being able yep. to see their buddies and and not being able to socialize. Yeah. So I'm yep. sure and they appreciated spend, that opportunity. We would spend some of that time just socializing, yeah. like, "Hey, how you guys doing?" You know, like, 
I know it sucks. Like I miss you guys. I miss hanging out in the weight room. I miss, right. you know, the music. I miss the camaraderie. Right. Yep. Um, you know, does anybody need help with schoolwork? Cause you know, I'm teaching, but I'm not really teaching, uh, that, you know, that spring when everything hit, it was, I mean, it was just weird. No one knew what to do. No one knew. Yeah. 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 Principals didn't and know so, what to do. They didn't know how to instruct no. their, their teachers. Teachers didn't know how to instruct their students. Yep. No, I mean, it was a, uh, I mean, it really was new to everyone. It was not yeah. something that anybody had ever been through. And, uh, you know, it, it, it turned out to work out well for us. And, um, you know, now we have our, our midget program running the wing tee. That's great. Uh, which I think, you know, coming from Cumberland Valley, you know, the years I were there, I was there. They ran it from Smurfs all the way up. Well, how so did when they you, got to us. Yeah, how did you get the midget ahead. coaches to buy in? Uh, you know what? Uh, <clears throat> uh, I'm really big on building relationships. Okay. And so uh, when COVID was over, well, not COVID, well, COVID really, who knows if it's over, but when things opened up a little bit um, last summer, we invited the uh, midget coaches to practices. Okay. And we said, hey, just come out. Like, We'll do clinics for you. We'll meet with you. We'll, we'll watch game film. We'll do whatever. And so uh, we just got them out to practices. And, and you know, of course, they're like, hey, we don't want to get in the way. And I was like, you know, listen, I, you're not going to get in the way. Just ask what you need to ask, you know. And, and we, you know, our, our senior group that left was, was really good um, on the field and off. And, uh, you know, they were answering most of the questions. That's cool. Uh, I mean, so you could tell that. It just was like a perfect storm, yeah. so to speak, um, for, for that type of environment, for everything else it sucked. Um, you know, but it, it really worked. And, and now, you know, I just met uh, last Wednesday with some of the midget coaches and and they uh, they were asking questions and we're putting a playbook together for them. Uh, so they really are you know, buying in and, and we're trying to involve them in things, um, you know, going to their games, stopping by practice. You know, ask them to partner with us for certain things. Uh, so I, I feel like we're doing a really good job of, of building that. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you might think this is silly, but a lot of that relationship building helps when you're installing the wing tee. Um, because there is so much that has to work together. Uh, you know, you had said you talked to Coach Myers about buck sweep a little bit. And, uh you know, that's the basis of our offense. And uh, if you don't have all 11 guys doing what they're supposed to do, you don't get anything, right. you know, regardless of how good your backs are or whatever you're, you're doing, you know, if your guards aren't making the, the right steps and you're not pulling correctly, you know, it all kind of falls apart. So it all kind of goes hand in hand for me. Um, but I, I feel very strongly about the wing tee because of uh, coach Rimfel that was at Cumberland Valley for so many years. And, uh, you know, I, I owe a lot of it to him and him taking the time out of his schedule as a head coach to kind of teach me as I was coming along. And uh, I'm sure I was a pain in the neck and I asked too many questions and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But but he always took the time to to help me. And, uh, you know, I think our kids now believe like this is who we are and this is what we do. And, um, you know, I, I just think it's uh, we're at a we're at a we're in a pretty good spot right now. Do you consider yourself like a true wing tee where you're using all the same terminology that the, the I knew, I know there was a, uh, there was always a, uh, some sort of consortium at, uh, 
where was that at Dickinson? Maybe they used to have the wings and things and, and, Oh uh, yeah. And I know there's always kind of like a, if you use different terminology, you kind of work, you kind of, you, I don't know, you're kicked out of the club or, or yeah. if you kind of, if you, uh, you know, if you, if you ran a separate, a different formation, like a derivative off of a formation or a play that they kind of, uh, I would say, uh, terminology wise, we've kind of, uh, we kind of, um, so when, when coach Rumpel resigned at CV, Mike Whitehead took over yeah. and, uh, Whitey is, you know, to this day, probably the smartest person I've ever met. Um, and he changed all the terminology and, uh, but then when he explained it to us, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Okay. You know, like when Coach Rimfel was there, it was a 100 formation. Right. Um, but nobody really knew what the 100 meant. Why other it's than, called 100, the why. Yeah. They didn't know the why. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, when Whitey took over, it's wing right. And so, you know, now it makes sense because the wing <laughs> is on the right and the, the tight end and the wing go together and, and that's a wing formation. And, and so I, I kind of stuck with that terminology um but i would say we are pretty basic when it comes to wing t um just you know the last two years we've thrown in some extra stuff but uh we are we are pretty basic um buck sweep down belly trap waggle um you know we're 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 pretty basic <coughs> so when you're running your your uh your buck sweep so that's is that mm-hmm. is that what you're installing day 1 is that the uh, is that what you're... Yeah. Well, we uh, we started installing that. Well, we started on January fourth. Um, so when we start workouts in the fall or in the winter for the next season, we're already putting it on the whiteboard. And is that and, are you starting from scratch, teaching the basics yes. to even like yep. the upperclassmen that have been doing this yep. already, starting from from square one? Yep. So uh, the way we split up our, our workouts, because uh, we don't have a whole lot of room and we have to share space. And right. so we, we split them into some groups and we say we have three groups that rotate through. And, and one of the groups is a, a chalk talk session. So, uh, you know, offensive nights, I'm in there putting up formations and we're, we're starting to learn formations already. And, okay. And the terminology and, and what buck sweep looks like, that's where we start. And then we move to trap. Um, and then we work on down and, and belly, um, the 80 series and then work from there. Um, but yeah, we start that from scratch every January, like kids have never seen it before. And, uh, you know, we'll work on it from now until, you know, game one and, and after that, but, uh, most of our kids will know how to run buck sweep by the time we hit the field in the summer to, to, you know, do workouts. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you next. Are you actually repping it right now, or is it just all chalkboard talk? And <clears throat> uh, when when we get a chance to get uh, into our gym in the winter when there's not basketball yeah, or yeah. you know baseball yeah. practice or and uh, we you know we have a pretty good relationship with the other sports, so we we find our time. Yeah. Um, but we we've had a chance to rep. You know, I would say, and again, the nice part about the winter is. Uh, at a school our size, you know, a lot of kids are playing basketball. A lot of kids are wrestling. Um, so, you know, the kids that are left are getting a ton of reps. Um, so, yeah, we're repping buck sweep, trap, um, belly down, waggles as much as we can. Um, so, you know, good learning time. Are you doing a lot? Are you using a lot of motion? Uh, we we kind of go back and forth. like. Okay. 
Um, and, and I'll be honest, it's kind of an internal struggle. Like, uh, I'm not a huge fan of, of motion. A lot of things can go um, wrong with motion. I definitely understand that. Yes. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a way to confuse a defense too. Yes. So it has its ups and, ups and downs. I understand. Yes. That. So, so my defensive coordinator who is, uh, who came with me from Cumberland Valley, um, Greg Williams, he's, he's always on me about, Hey, motion is tough to defend. Yeah. Motion is tough to defend. We got it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we kind of go back and forth on that. And, uh, you know, we, we do have, we have that option. Um, which again is something that's great with the wing tee because there are so many options, um, that you can, you know, little, little things that you can do differently. And, uh, that's definitely one of them. <clears throat> when you run, you talked about waggle. Uh-huh. When you run your waggle, waggle, is that something you do kind of based off, uh, the buck sweep action yes. in the backfield? Yep. Yep. Backfield looks exactly the same. Um, you know, and our, our quarterbacks, it takes them a little while to, to understand that it all has to look the same. Right. That is that that is their key in the wing tee. Like, um, you know, tell me, hey, listen, if you want to play quarterback in the wing tee, you, you have one job, really. Um, you know, you're, you got to your play fakes are more important than than your yeah. passes most yeah. of the time, yeah. um, because, you know, linebackers are, are keying on that and everybody's looking at you. Um but yeah, we, we want it to all look the same, um, for those three, for, uh, sweep and, uh, trap and waggle. We want the backfield motion to all look the same. Okay. When you, when you're running your waggle, are you, are you kind of sending that quarterback, rolling him out toward your split end most of the time, or is he going to go away or do you do, you do it both ways? Uh, it's well, we can do it both ways, but the majority of the time we're rolling him to the okay. split end. Okay. Yeah. Yep. The, I'm not like the waggle kind of intrigues me a little bit. I've always been like a, like, like a rollout kind of guy, sprint out kind of guy, boot kind of mm-hmm. guy, but it's always been naked boots. So mm-hmm. I've never had the, the lineman out there. What, how's that process work with the, with teaching a lineman? to kind of get out and be able to, to work with, kind of in sync with the quarterback who's out there on the edge. Yeah. Well, um, honestly, it's not our linemen that struggle with it because there are, our guards are moving almost every day. Yeah, true. Yeah. I didn't think about um, that. So for them, for them, it's, it's second nature, right. you know, instead of, instead of turning up now they're kicking out. Um, it's our quarterback sometimes that struggle when they, you know, reading that block. Yeah. Should they continue to roll? Like, did, were we able to hook the end or did we have to kick him out? If we kicked him out, then we need to step up and make the throw from there. If, if we were able to hook him, then we want to keep rolling. Um, so, you know, our, our linemen, uh, you know, I, I tell our linemen too, like the whole adage of linemen are dumb football players doesn't work with the wing tee at all. Like you got to know what you're doing. Yep. Um, and, and there's so many, you know, if, if thens, um, in the wing tee that, you know, they got to be some of the smartest guys we have. When, uh, when I, you know, every time I see any kind of, they, they call it the pin pool now, you know, that's the terminology that I yeah. hear, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you're watching a game on TV, whether it's the NFL college pin pool mm-hmm. and that, I, but to me, that's, that's always been the pin pool has always been a wing T concept and something that's <laughs> repped in wing T. So like yes. when people, when coaches like are, are uh, 
sometimes you get a coach who's trying to sound smart, like he knows like all the new terminology, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and the the pin pool, which is is a new terminology, but it's not really mm -hmm. a new concept. The, all that is is just something that that a wing T coach came up with a long time ago. To me, right. I don't know if that's yeah. necessarily true, but that's where that's my opinion. Well, I, I, I would agree with you. I would agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, sometimes I'm watching things and I'm like, "Hey, that's like that's based in the wing T." Yeah. <clears throat> but nobody wants to admit that um, because you know the wing T is not cool. Um, well, you don't see the format, the wing T formations. You don't see them on TV. You know, no, the, the no. Coaches that in the you know the games that you see on TV have gotten creative with formations and. Oh yeah, and different yeah. variations of the passing game off of of, uh, of wing T stuff, if you will. Mm -hmm. but yeah, you do, you see a lot of the the same concepts, like you said, for yep. sure, for sure. Yep. Um, you talked also about you know how building relationships, and that's that's part of the buy-in and whatnot. Are there any other lengths you go to with your team in terms of like building relationships and and um, you know, you talked about your midget coaches and, and trying to get a relationship going with them. Any other strategies you use there? Just, just being able to, to deal with people. Mm -hmm. So one of, uh, one of the things that I always wanted to do, if I ever got a chance to be a head coach was I wanted to be, I wanted my team to be, uh, to stand out in the community. <clears throat> and what I mean by that is, uh, doing community service and, uh, we are real big on community service. In fact, uh, we do this incentive program with stickers on our helmets and the kids have to complete so much community service to get a sticker. And, um, you know, just watch Like, so we go to a local uh, food bank in Carlisle and, uh, they take us out in the fields and we help pick crops for the food bank. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, it's called, it's called project share. And, um, you know, so we like, we pick corn, we do three Wednesdays every summer. And I like for the kids to go at least once. Um, I don't usually let them go twice because there's some number restraints and we can only take so many at a time and things like that. But I, I don't require it, but I suggest that they go. Okay. Um, you know, we pick corn one time, we pick cantaloupes one time, we pick watermelons one time. Interesting. And um, the first year we did it, it was through a friend of mine um, that I've known for years. And uh, he worked for uh, Project Share and he was like, hey, they call it gleaning. Um, so <clears throat> basically there are farmers that, um, donate part of their crop to this food bank and it's kind of the leftovers, um, yep. but still, still good stuff, um, that can be used and they don't want to throw it away. And, and, um, so we load up in vans and, and we go out and we get our, our little satchels on and we go pick corn and, and just kind of hang out and talk while we're doing it and, uh, set up like these, uh, long lines for watermelons where you toss them to each other and uh you know and then you gotta place them in the bucket and you don't you know you don't want to drop any because you don't want to ruin them and uh you know I, the first year i thought i thought in my head it was more like hey we're helping people yeah but the more i um the more i kind of sit and and think about it <clears throat> and really watch what's going on and watch what the players are doing. We are building relationships and, you know, we're helping people. Yeah. But we're also working as a team. We're having fun. Um, and, and, and the kids love it every year. They're like, coach, I didn't, 
I didn't know this or I didn't know that about watermelons or <laughs> corn or like, I, you know, it, it's awesome to watch. And, and every year they want to go more than once. Um, and so, you know, again, it's that just it's high school. They should be having fun. Yep. Um, but, but a good way for them to, you know, get together and do something as a team and help people at the same time um, is just a win-win all the way around. Normally when they're, when they're together, they're either, it's either at football practice where they got to kind of focus on what they're doing at football practice and it's hard or they're at school where they got to sit in, you know, they're sitting in the classroom and they got to pay attention and, and behave themselves. So I'm sure that's just, it's a great way for them to get together and and let off some, have some good clean fun. Yes. Cut loose. And, you know, as a coach, I clearly, you know, like every other coach in the world, worry about them when they're not around us. Yeah. Yep. You know, what kind of decisions are they making? Right. You know, that kind of stuff. So it, it's really a good time for us to just, as coaches, be role models and not just be that guy that's yelling at them that they didn't pull right, right or right. their footwork wasn't right. <clears throat> you know, just kind of hang out and, um, you know, let them know that we've all been where they were. And, uh, you know, just kind of hang out with them and, and have a little bit of fun and cut loose a little bit yourself. And, uh, you know, again, like you said, good, clean, fun. And at the same time, we're helping people that need the help. Is this the only way they can earn a helmet sticker? Or do you have other ways? That you... Oh, no, there's. Okay. <clears throat> we have all kinds of stuff. Okay. Um, so they can, they can get uh, helmet stickers by uh, attendance in the weight room in the off season, uh, certain gains in the weight room uh, or in agility testing, um, schoolwork you know, honor roll, things like that. Um, community service, not, not just ours, but if they, you know, if they volunteer at their church or if they go to a soup kitchen or, you know, we're trying to set up a tutoring program for uh, some of the middle school kids, uh, anything like that. Um, we had some players a couple of weeks ago, um, our AD needed some help with setting up for bocce, a bocce tournament at our school. Okay. So I sent out a message and I was like, Hey guys, we need help. You know, you're going to, this can go towards your sticker. And, uh, you know, we got guys coming out of the woodwork to go help. And, uh, so we try to give them all kinds of opportunities and different, um, avenues. So that's not just, Oh, well, he's going to get a sticker cause he's strong or he's going to get a sticker because he always volunteers or he's going to get a sticker cause he's always at practice, um, or workouts. Um, you know, so we try to give them for multiple different things do they get the stickers before the they like before they have their helmet in other words are they getting the stickers no. right now okay no so you do you have no. like so, a, kind of like a ceremony or something like that where oh yeah you kind so, of review uh, maybe, through the off season why <clears throat> why everybody's getting yes. a sticker yep so i i kind of I, I left a little bit out of that um so we have like uh five categories where they can get points for their sticker and they have to complete three of those they have to get a sticker in three of those five categories and then that's how they earn their b for their helmet their big b um okay. which is our yeah which is our helmet decal yep. <clears throat> so you know if they don't if they don't work on those things throughout the year um then come camp they have to do a little extra to get their b while everybody else is getting theirs okay. um so that last night of camp the night before our our uh, scrimmage so that friday night uh we do a potluck dinner for parents and it's a a parent meeting and then the players get to go get dressed up in their uniforms 
and we take pictures and we give them their B sticker right before we do pictures. That's a great idea, coach. That's a great yeah. Idea. So, you know, and, and the way I, you know, kind of constructed it was uh, it's an honor to play football yeah. at Boiling Springs or anywhere, you know, and uh, I feel like you should have to earn that B on your helmet. It's not just given to you. Um, so you have different ways you can earn it. It's up to you how you do that, but you need to earn it. It's a great idea. Yeah. Just kind of, you know, as, as you know, you've been coaching long enough. Entitlement is definitely an issue that we fight every day. Right. And, uh, you know, just a little silly thing, um, to, you know, to help combat that a little bit, make kids work a little harder. And, uh, and, and we turn a lot of it into competitions as well. Um, you know, so just a, a little something to motivate them. And, and again, it all goes back to that relationship building. And, uh, you know, you, you hear the kids saying, hey, if you did this, you could that could go towards your sticker. Um, it's pretty cool to see. Good. Yeah, it sounds like you got a little culture building going on there, too. Where well, the kids uh, are taking ownership of the program, <laughs> and that, that's awesome. We, we needed to, when we got there, culture was the thing we needed yep. to change. Yep. I'm sensing only, and, and to use a, a, a phrase that the kids are using these these days, I'm, I'm sensing a lot of positive vibes coming from. Oh the yeah, coach. So yes. I think that's awesome. Yep. And, yep. And it's and it's showing. It's in the wins and losses column. It's showing there, and uh, I, I, I wish you the best of luck in the future here. Well, thank you. Keep it rolling. But thanks for coming on here tonight. Absolutely. And uh, thanks for having me. I yeah. appreciate the opportunity. We'll, we'll kind of wrap things up here. Okay. And uh, yeah, thanks again, Coach. I'm a I'm a Boiling Springs fan now. I'll, I'll be uh, <laughs> checking you guys out and and uh, yeah, please I'll be following do. You, all that good stuff. All right. All right, Coach. Have a good night, man. All right, you too. Thanks a lot. Yep. I appreciate the time. Take it easy. Yep. Bye.